Welcome in, everybody. It is two Monday. Mon- I almost said Tuesday. I'm going to record this on a Monday, but it is Monday, March 2nd, 2020. It's been a couple weeks. I'm back. Um, I actually have a setup now to where I can run everything off of a mixer. Hopefully it sounds better. It might sound a little echoey. I'm trying to figure some of that stuff out, but I don't have to be as close to the microphone, it looks like, or I can get really close and it gets really loud. Uh, But we're back. King Sports Podcast. Thanks for uh, joining me. I know it's been a while. Hopefully you still listen to me. If not, that's okay. I understand. We're going to try to do this a little more. Um, Like I've been saying, uh, big things on the horizon in sports. The MLS started. Sounders are back in action. I'm going to talk about that. Spring training has started. We're getting closer to March Madness. Oh, God, what else? Um, Like I said, baseball's starting. Hockey's doing well. Uh, NBA's just got through the uh, All-Star break. What did I say? Basketball got through the All-Star break not that long ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time for sports. Um, we'll talk a little bit about everything. The draft happened. Uh, a lot of guys made impressions. We'll kind of see what the draft lineup is for certain ones. Um, but like I said, please bear with me on this, uh, audio board thing. I'm going to figure it out and, uh, we'll go from there. So if it sounds echoey a little, um, it's because I'm in a small room There's no soundproofing on the walls. Um, But, you know, that's okay. This isn't a high-tech operation. This is a operation run by one person. So thanks for hanging out. We are going to go into something I haven't talked about in a while. And that is the college basketball standings. I haven't talked about this in a while. Um, Right now, oh, this is all conferences. I want the top 25 can I get the, the rankings? That's what I want. AP coach polls. I clicked the wrong thing. You can probably hear my mouse clicking now more, um, which is something you're just going to kind of have to go with. I don't think I'll be able to block it out. But if you're looking at the AP top 25, Kansas is now the number one team in the nation. Sixty All 64 first place votes right there. 26 and 3. Gonzaga moves up from 3 to number two, 2 at 29 and 2. They did suffer another loss at the hands, I believe, of BYU. Uh, Dayton moves up. Dayton 27 and 2. That looks like a good team. Uh, Baylor drops down to. They were number 2 originally. They are now 25 and 3. San Diego State at 28 and 1. And you have, let's see, Kentucky, Florida State, Seton Hall, Maryland, and Louisville that round out the top 10. Anybody else worth noting on there? Iowa 20 and 9 sitting at 18. Uh, three two more packed or Pac-10, Big Ten teams right behind them in Penn State and uh, Ohio State, not in that order. Uh, Michigan State's at 16. So there's a lot of Pac-12, a lot of Big Ten teams in there. Um, And then rounding out the top 25 is Michigan. Um, And teams that dropped out, West Virginia, Colorado, and Texas Tech. So interesting there. Um, We're getting into March time. It's going to get wild. We'll see how these uh, tourneys... Let's kind of look at... uh, Let's kind of look at stuff here, see if they've got anything listed. Of course, I use ESPN um, <laughs> as my um, sports thing, which is fine. ESPN has a lot of information. Um, I don't have anything there. That's, uh, let's see, projections. Well, that doesn't really tell me anything either. Bracketology? 
Maybe? Okay. Okay, and this is Joe Lenardi, the man who does all of the brackets. He does a lot of them. Um, he's got can he's got a whole bunch of teams in here. Anybody I mean you can look at it and figure out. He's got on the bubble teams you've got Xavier, Indiana, Rutgers, USC. I think that's all fair. Um, and then last four in you've got Cincinnati with Cincinnati, Wichita State, Utah State, and Stanford, and the first four out, NC State, Richmond, Rhode Island, Mississippi State, and then the next four after that, Texas, Purdue, Memphis, and South Carolina. But those can all change. I mean, it is March now. The tournament kicks off here. Oh, not that, not too far from now. Uh, we're going to start getting into, into the rest of that. So if we look at it, Gonzaga looks like a one seed in the West. Iowa is going to be a five seed in the West. Um, and it looks like potentially, if it goes Gonzaga's way, they're a one in the one seed in the West, and that would be played in Spokane, which is a virtual home game for them, which would be, I think, good for the fans um, and good for Gonzaga. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Anybody else worth talking about that Lenardi thinks is? going to have a good time. Michigan State's a four seed in the East. Um, Louisville's a three seed in the Midwest. Kansas is the one seed in the in the Midwest. Baylor, the one in the South. And San Diego State, the one in the East. So we'll kind of see how that rolls. Um, college basketball is an interesting time. I, I kind of follow it, but I really only watch during tournament time. I'm one of those folks, um, and I participate in a billion brackets. And, um, yeah, I mean, and I know, I think the sports program will do one. I think they're back. Um, I know they had a Saturday show with, uh, a friend of mine too, Sean Walters. He's a friend of Zach and Derek's. He was on there. So you can follow that on the website too at timespentpoorly.fun. Um, so basketball, it's looking like it's going to be good. Um, let's, let's look at, let's talk some NFL stuff. Just had the NFL draft combine, um, on the 28th through the 1st, I believe. And it, there's a lot of good guys out there. Um, Joe Burrow did not throw. Um, somebody criticized him, said he had small hands. He said that's fine. He also made the comment that if the Bengals drafted him, he would play, which some were saying that he didn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think is silly. If you're going to go in there and be a franchise quarterback and make money, you should be able to go do, you should just go do that. It's your, this is what you, this is what you train for your whole life. You go to college, you play basketball, you play football, I said basketball. Some people play basketball and go pro. This is football. (laughs) Um, But you go and you, you're going to make all this money and you don't want to play for a team because they're not going to be good. I get it. It's hard. Don't, and we had this happen many years ago with Peyton Manning, or not Peyton, Eli Manning. Get the Manning brothers confused. Manning and Philip Rivers, where Manning was like, oh, we're, the Chargers were going to draft a, draft me. I don't want to play for them. So trade me to the New York Giants. So the Giants traded him and got Philip Rivers at the Chargers. So it's, would we have a scenario like that? I don't think so. Would I want to see a scenario like that? No, I don't think it's... I think we've seen it once, and that's kind of annoying. I think teams don't like when players do that. And I and I totally agree with them. I don't think they should do that either. So, um, But Joe Burrow, he's, he's looking good. Um, 
can I look at this, or is it going to make me pay for it? The Scouts, Inc. Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow. Looks like he or he's the second best uh, player in the draft behind Chase Young from Ohio State. Um, anybody, any big, uh, Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, he's on that list. He's down probably like 15, 10 or 15, 13th best player, it looks like. Excuse me, oh my. Um, and nobody else. I know Anthony Gordon from Washington State impressed some people. Um, Desmond Patman, the receiver, impressed some people. Um, just a lot of different talent. The Seahawks are going to look at a lot of people. I hope that they go with their pick, um, that they will go after a offensive lineman. And... You know, everyone's like, oh, they're meeting with defensive players. And I get that. We need a few pieces on the defense. But listen, we have the 27th pick. Either trade up and get an offensive lineman to help protect Russell Wilson. You paid an ex- an, an insane amount of money to to be your franchise quarterback but not give him any help. Or we're going to go after a defensive player who isn't great. I think... The choice is easy, but John Schneider has a way of doing things. And I know I'm not the GM, and I can hope and pray. That's what every hope fan does, is hope and pray that they'll listen to you one year, and they'll actually pick the player that you want them to pick. And I think there's some halfway decent offensive linemen out there that they could take. Um, but, you know, we pick in the, in the first round at 27. Do we? I don't think we have a second round pick because we traded... Um, that pick. I don't think, yeah, we don't pick again until, God, it's got to be, well, do we pick again in the second round? I can't see us on here. Yeah, we pick again at tw- at 59, so, you know, we got to get somebody there, or are we going to, you know, stockpile draft picks like we do, um, <laughs> which is going to be hilarious if we do that. Uh, third round, it may or may not be that we're in here. Yeah, we don't have a pick in the third round, it looks like. We're not quite there yet. We haven't quite figured out where fourth and fifth is. Fifth rounds are going to be yet. So, they don't have that listed. So, I, you know, honestly, I think that first round, you should go with an offensive lineman if he's there. You should take him. You should invest in Russell Wilson's if you look, you invested in Russell Wilson. Now invest in the future with Russell Wilson. You've got a halfway decent receiving core. If Josh Brown or Josh Gordon gets to come back, I hope he does because this whole marijuana thing is silly. Um, I think that you know, with your running backs you've got, you can do that. Personally, I think the Seahawks should either cut or trade Rashad Penny. Um, you know, we waste we we used a first round pick on him. He has not been good. Um, he got hurt last year, I believe, and was out, so that makes things difficult. If he comes back and has a strong preseason, keep him, I think. If he doesn't, it's time to let him go or move him. Um, but, like I said, that's me. I'm not the GM. I'm not John Schneider. I don't get to make the calls, but that's what I would do. Is I just think we need to move on, and if, you know, if Marshawn Lynch decides that he still wants to play football and come back, then he should be allowed to come back. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of things that the Seahawks could do. Uh, trade some guys and maybe pick up some picks and pick up a couple extra players. 
But we'll see. I think wide receiver core were good. We picked up um, Greg Olson as a tight end, so now it'll be him and Disley, um, and even Luke Wilson possibly, which is great. Three good, really, really good tight ends. Um, but yeah, NFL wise, it'll get interesting here once we get into draft. I believe either the end of this month or going into next month, and baseball will start towards the end of the month. Which right now we're in in. Uh, Spring training. I had to think of the name. Uh, the Colorado Rockies, my National League team, are playing the Mariners, and currently the Mariners are losing 5-2. to two. Um, It looks like there's two on, but I don't know who's on. Oh, well, it looks like the Rockies have two on. Uh, let's look at how the Mariners are hitting today. Not great. Kyle Seeger's 2-for-2. Two two. That's good. Uh, Justice Sheffield has two hits and four Ks. Um, it looks like he only went three innings, and then another guy came in and gave up um, four earned runs. So um, I believe it's one of the free agent signings that we have signed. Um, and David Dahl, Homer DeWright, so good for the Rockies. So, you know, either way, I'm happy here. Both both of my teams are doing well. Um, I don't know if it doesn't look like Nolan Arenado, who there was a big debacle with Nolan Arenado. Um, he wanted to be... The Rockies were trying to trade him. They didn't talk to him. They still tried to trade him. Now they don't want to trade him. He was upset about that. And I get that. That's fair. It's fair to be upset about that. Um, I just think that if you invest that much money into somebody, you should keep them. Especially when they're your gold glove third baseman. He's really good. Just invest in the, in the team. You know, Go after some people. Get some guys. Or bring up your minor league system, kind of like the Mariners are doing. They've got a lot of young guys in this line, in this roster this year. Um, Kyle Lewis is out there this year, finally. You know, we've got Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners. There's just a lot of Evan White's out there. He's doing pretty well. Um, so, it's, I don't know, it's just hard. It's just hard being a sports fan, especially for the teams that I root for, except for the Seattle Sounders, which I'm going to talk about towards the end here. Um, Hockey-wise... The Avalanche (laughs) Rapids, I almost said the Rapids, um, are doing quite well. Um, They've won a lot of games, and I can't remember where they sit in the... Yeah, they're second in the Western Conference, 39-18-7, only three points behind the the defending Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues. If you look at the Eastern Conference... um, in the Atlantic, you got the Bruins and the Lightning are the top two. You've got the Caps, uh, the Flyers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, top three in the Metropolitan. In the Central, it's the Blues, the Avs, and the Stars are the top three there. And in the Pacific, you have the Golden Knights, the Oilers, and the Calgary Flames. So that's pretty cool. I know at one time the New York Islanders were doing pretty Yeah, they're They're in fourth in the Metropolitan. They had a good run there for a while. Um... I know that Ottawa is horrible this year, um, and, like, not very many people. And already the Detroit Red Wings are eliminated from play- <laughs> from the playoffs. Uh, they are 15-47-5. They only have 35 points. The team leading has 94. <laughs> so, poor Detroit Red Wings fans. Hopefully, you'll come back such to a, such a storied franchise. They'll get to come back. But I'm happy with how the Avs are doing. Um, I'm happy with that. 
Very much so. If I can see who uh, is like leading the team. Oh, Nathan McKinnon has 35, 33 goals um, on 298 shots and 10 power play goals. McKinnon also leads with 52 assists, and he also leads the team in points with 85. So 33 goals, 52 assists, assists, 85 points. So good for him. Um, if we look at the full team standings here. Uh, Kale Markar, Makar, Makar, Macker. I don't. I can't remember. He's a. He was a rookie last year. Came in in the playoffs. He's got forty-seven points. Andre Burakovsky has forty-five points. Miko down there. He's only played forty-two games. He had some injuries, uh, but he's got nineteen goals, twenty-two assists. Kale's doing well too. 20, Twelve and thirty-five. So that's pretty good. Um, Nazim Kadri. Has 36 points. Gabriel Landeskog has 33. So, I mean, they're scoring points. They're putting in goals. If we look at the team total in goals, they have 220 goals this whole season through everyone. Um, you know, and the goalies have been playing well. I know one of their goalies was named uh, Player of the Week because he did really well. I can't find his name, but uh, that's okay. I can't. I just can't remember his name, and I'm and I feel bad doing that. But oh well, you can't win them all. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, English Premier League. I know Champions League. My beloved Chelsea um, lost three zero to Bayern Munich. I think they play tomorrow um, in Bayern Munich. Um, they're in fourth or fifth in the Premier League. Which is good. We're going to take a look at that real fast. Just to make sure I was right. Um, Table. Table. Look at the table. Yeah, they're in fourth with 45 points. Liverpool suffered their first loss in, like, I believe it was 47 games. And they lost to Watford. Um, So they're now 26-1-1 with 79 points. Manchester City behind them with 57 points. It's also come out that they could potentially potentially lose points in the Premier League and are banned from the Champions League for two years for violating FIFA's financial fair play. Um, so that makes me happy. So since they're up there, the rumor is that the 6-7 and seven team could make the Europa League this year um, because that would push everybody down. So that would mean basically Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, I think... Would I think Liverpool, Leicester, and Chelsea would make the Champions League? Um, or it's something it's something weird, but um, if we look at the table, it's Liverpool 1, Manchester City 2, Leicester City 3, Chelsea in 4th, Manchester United is 3 points behind in 5th, Wolverhampton in 6th, Tottenham in 7th, they've struggled a little bit um, to get some points back. They're only... 11, 7, and 10. They've lost 10 games, which is in, uh, crazy for Tottenham at this point. Uh, Burnley, or Sheffield United in 8th. Burnley in ninth, Arsenal in 10th. They need to pick up some points and get back towards that top 5. I know for them, being in the top 10 is okay, but they'd rather contend for that. Um, Everton in 11th. Palace, Crystal Palace in 12th. Um, and then if you look at the relegation battle at the bottom, it's Bournemouth. Well, there's three tied at the bottom right now at 27 for that 18th spot. West Ham leads on goal difference. So West Ham's in 16th, Watford in 17th, 
and AFC Bournemouth in 18th. So technically Bournemouth, Aston Villa, and Norwich at this point would be relegated, but any of them looks like they can get out of that um, bottom half. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Now, another shorter episode today, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm all in on the MLS this year. I'm all in. I'm going to follow it like crazy. Um, Big news for DC United fans. Uh, They acquired Frederico Higuain. So um, on Monday, they did that Monday after they lost. I I think they lost. We're going to look at the scores. We're just going to look at the scores and figure this out. Um, Let's go to Saturday. Saturday was opening day, 25th season. Um, I haven't watched all 25 seasons. I was five when the uh, MLS started, <laughs> so didn't quite get into it there. But DC, yes, DC United did lose uh, one to two against Colorado Rapids. Um, Kai Kamara and Lewis score for the Rapids, and Kanaus scores for DC United. That game was won basically in the 92nd minute by Lewis for the Rapids. Uh, Montreal Impact, who are head coach this year by Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, yeah, Thierry Henry. Um, and he's got them into the CONCACAF Champions League um, quarterfinals. He got his first win as an MLS coach. Um, Kyoto and Uturi, Maximilian Uturi, um, both score to give Montreal a 2-1 win against the New England Revolution. Uh, Bunbury scored in the 13th minute. So New England scored first, but Montreal scored more. Uh, Houston Dynamo played... LA Galaxy, who their big signing was uh, Chicharito, um, and Christian Pavon scored for the, Pavon scored for them, and Manotas uh, scored for Houston. So that was a one-one draw in Houston. Uh, San Jose won on the or tied with a 95th minute free kick that was fantastic uh, from Al- Alanis. Um, so two-two against Toronto. Pozuelo scored, and Larea scored for Toronto, Rios, and Alanis for the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, FC Dallas gets a 2-0 win at home. Um, Paxton Pomacal scores in the 91st minute to give them a comfortable win, 2-0. Orlando City SC at home against Real Salt Lake. It was a 0-0 draw. The one of the new two of the one of two new teams in the MLS, Nashville SC, hosted their first game. They had almost fifty-seven thousand people show up to the Nissan Stadium to witness their first game. They did lose one to, uh, two to one to Atlanta United. Uh, Walker Zimmerman scores their first goal. Zimmerman was with uh, LAFC last year. I know they traded for him. Um, Ezekiel Barco. and Emerson Heinemann scored for Atlanta United. The big news out of that game was Yosef Martinez. The uh, one of the most pro- prolific scorers in the MLS. He's won the Golden Boot, I think, a couple times and led um, Atlanta United to an MLS Cup, I believe. It was in their first season as a club. Um, he is out indefinitely with an ACL tear. I know how that goes. I've had an ACL injury. It's not fun. Um, so hope he gets better. He's fun to watch. Um, so what does that do to Atlanta? Do they go after and find a veteran striker to bring in to help? So we will see. We'll keep tabs on that. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, a rival of the Seattle Sounders, lose 3-1 to one at home against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Sporting Kansas City's big signing, uh, Pulido scored. Um, 
Kinda scored, and then hurt Eric Hurtado scored in the 95th minute um, to give them a 3-1 win. So sport, good for Sporting Kansas City. That was Saturday. Now we get into Sunday. And on Sunday, the boys in Raven Green played. We're going to talk about that as we go through the scores here. Uh, Columbus defeated New York City FC after New York City FC went down to 10 men with three minutes into the game, a red card given out. Um, so Columbus was able to capitalize on that in the 56th minute and get a goal, get a win at home at Crew Stadium, er, Matt, Matt Free Stadium. I think that's how you say it. Um, so New York City starts out with a loss. Uh, a good game there in another good game in New York at Red Bulls Arena. Uh, New York Red Bulls get the win 3-2 to two against FC Cincinnati. Um, FC Cincinnati's new striker, Juan Locada. Locadia scored in the 83rd to get the game close, but they just couldn't finish as Red Bulls win 3-2. Uh, Duncan scored in the 16th, Kaku scored in the 27th, and Royer in the 70th for the Red Bulls. We're going to skip... Over the Sounders one, because they played in the midday. Uh, LAFC gets a win over the other new expansion team owned by David Beckham, uh, which is Inter-Miami FC. LAFC wins 1-0. So I actually thought this game would be a lot more offensive for um, LAFC. I thought they'd score a lot more, and Miami did a great job of holding them. Um, Roman Torres is now with the... With Inter-Miami, not with the Sounders anymore. He played well. Um, a lot of young guys on that team, too. So good for them. Carlos Vela scored the winner there. Um, and then in the final game last night, it was the Portland Timbers at home against Minnesota United. Um, you get a goal from Diego Valeri. Um, Molina, Molino scores two for Minnesota United in the 51st and 78th. And Amarilla scores in the 76th. To give Minnesota United a win, um, Minnesota is goalkeeper is actually a Seattle prospect at one time, Tyler Miller, who went to LAFC, and now he's with Minnesota United, so he gets a win there, and it's great to see the Timbers lose. Sorry, Timbers fans, but it's just fun to watch your team lose. Now, the big one. Well, I think it's the big one. The defending MLS Cup champions opened at home. My boys, the Raven Green, get a win. 2-1 to one against the Chicago Fire. They gave up a goal in, you know, they played a tough first half, had some shots on goal, had a tough time defending. Um, we weren't, we were without um, Yamar, new guy they brought in. Um, we were without Nico Ladero, Gustav Svensson. So there was some players that had to come in. A young guy, 16-year-old uh, Danny Leva, had to come in and play. So that was kind of a, that was good to see him. But Jordan Morris comes in in the second half. He gets a 60-second-minute 60, 60 goal after a great pass from Christian Ladero. And then he gets a 93rd-minute winner off of a corner. Uh, ball came in. It was deflected towards him. He deflected it, and or he headed it into the goal to give us a win. So we raised the banner. We had the cups there, and we got a win. Three points to start the season. The only drawback was earlier in the week on Thursday, uh, we... We, we had control, we were headed to the CONCACAF quarterfinals, and we lost. Uh, we lost in penalties. We have a hard time with penalties, it seems like, <laughs> except for that one MLS Cup that we won. That was awesome. Um, you know, it's disappointing, and, and I read a lot of things on Twitter where fans were like, we, we want to win this cup, it's more important than anything, and 
we want to win the Champions Cup. We want to or the the Concacaf Champions League. We want to be the first team to do it. The first team from MLS to do it. And now that I look back on it, while it would be nice to win it this year, it's also nice to keep our team healthy. And it seems like any time we've gone into this Champions League games, we've been uh, low on healthy players. Or our guys get hurt. Like Jordan Morris got hurt in 17, I believe, during the CONCACAF Champions League. And he was out for pretty much the whole season, and we we struggled through that. Um, and it seems like, you know, when we had that going on, uh, Champions League, and you have MLS season going on, and then you've got U.S. Open Cup, and you're trying to win the Supporter Shield, it's all coming at you really fast, and you just don't have the depth. And it's nice now that we have the depth. We have the guys that can handle it, I feel. And... Now we don't, it's one less cup to worry about. We can focus on trying to win another MLS Cup and even trying to win the Supporter Shield. Personally, for me, I think winning the U.S. treble, which is, for those of you that don't know in soccer, it's winning MLS Cup, it's winning the Domestic Cup, which is U.S. Open Cup, and winning the Supporter Shield in our country. In other countries, it's it's winning, you know, your Domestic Cup, your League Cup, and winning the Champions League. Um, because we have three cups in one, or one, three trophies. It's it's very confusing. But that's what my hope is. I would rather us win another trophy, win another U.S. Cup, Open Cup, and then win another Supporter Shield this year. And then maybe focus on trying to win in the Champions League next year. Um, so that's, that's just my take on it. Um, but yes, 2-1 win against the Chicago Fire to start the season. Three points, top of the table. It's a great time. But that's it. That's it. I've got almost 30 minutes. we got a 30-minute episode done. I hope it sounds good. Um, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, um, at KingSportsTSPN. Um, I'm going to try to look into doing some more stuff here. Um, there's a soccer league growing here in the Midwest. They've got about five or well, they've got like six or seven teams now. The Midwest Premier League, I think I've talked about it before. A couple teams from Iowa here. A team from DeKalb, which is DeKalb, Illinois, which is just out of the... Not too far away. I mean, it's a bit of a drive, but... Um, but doing some research on that and talking about that a little bit. Um, and baseball will kick in here next month, because we're already into March. And my, minors will kick in, majors will kick in here towards the end. So it's going to be a busy time. I'm going to try to do more... Regular episodes, I know I keep saying that, but I I mean it for real this time. So, uh, thanks for listening. Follow Time Spent Poorly uh, at timespentpoorly.fun. You can follow the Time Spent Poorly show on there. You can follow King Sports, my po- this podcast. You can follow Sports Program uh, when they come back. Um, so, thanks for listening. Like I said, follow my follow the show on Twitter. I'm still working on Facebook. I just don't like Facebook that much um, because I'd rather just have my personal Facebook, and that's fine. So, thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week. Watch some sports, and I challenge you, watch the MLS. I know soccer's hard to get behind, but I would love it if more people joined us on this journey in America and make soccer... Um, something worth watching and be a fan and it, it's a good time so thank you for listening and 
enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Time.